What's up, guys? How are y'all doing today? Doing fantastic. Thanks for having us. That's awesome. We have uh, Tristan Chit and uh, Pell Moon Creek Band uh, with us today. I really appreciate y'all uh, y'all showing up because um, you know I'm sure y'all got better things to do to come to no, Ackworth than at, at 11 o'clock in the morning. Right? <laughs> oh, this is cool. Yeah, well, thanks, right. man. Thanks. We we worked hard at it. Got uh, Bailey with me, my uh, my uh, superior co-host. Yeah. No. You may. Uh... We can talk about later. So give me, <laughs> so give me the origins of the band. How did you start? How did y'all find each other? I know that this is always a um, a good story with bands because you just never know where you're gonna meet people in life in general. Yeah. So tell me, tell me the origin. So this time last year, I was uh, I was basically just playing open mic gigs by myself, and then last minute I was given the opportunity to play in July in a place in central Florida, a little place called Leesburg, right by the villages and all that, mm -hmm. you know, about an hour outside of Orlando. So my guitar player, Christian Schaefer, I asked him if he would join me and we, it was a only paid gig, you know, first one. And, uh, it kind of started, a, a a domino effect after that. I started booking gigs like crazy and, you know, it started growing and exponentially becoming something that, I was starting to make money off of, and it was fantastic. And then, uh, if you want to say how we met, mm. it wasn't online. No, 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 no. not no. Tinder. Tinder. Yeah, no. <laughs> you, you swiped left. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, we actually. We should have some romantic music in the background. Here, <laughs> uh, so it was a it was a magical night at a little bar called Johnny McCracken's. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know if you've heard of it. I uh -huh. read a fact one time that eight out of eight bands meet while drinking. No, I'm sure. Yeah. Eight out of eight. Eight out of eight. Why the eight? It's usually out of ten. I mean, it's ten out of ten, too. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely drinking, yeah. Yeah. Um, so were we. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I don't know, heard them. I was like, damn, they sound pretty good. And I <laughs> they walked up. I said, I said, y'all need a drummer? Yeah. And yeah. he was like, absolutely. <laughs> so I gave him my card. That was it. Yeah. I was all, you know, I was... I was pretty cool about it. I gave him a card. I was like, here you go, man. You have a card. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, have, I have a card, man. That's yeah. good. It's, a, it's changed now, though. Your card's changed. Right? It, it, my card? It ch it's changed. The oh, card. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. actually... Because uh, you auditioned, obviously, and he let you in. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I still try to, you know, get some side action. Oh, uh, <laughs> I like side <laughs> action. Side action. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so what, what's the first gig y'all played together? Would, Shit. Was it at McCracken's? Uh, no, actually, first gig we did was Hiram Station. That's right. Nice. Yeah, Hiram Station. Yeah, that's right. That's actually a really cool first gig, though. That yeah. was fun. That was, that was fun, man. Yeah. They got crazy up in there. Yeah, yeah they was, always yeah, have. Crazy. Always yeah. will. It was on a yeah. Sunday too. Yeah, yeah, it was a Sunday gig, and I thought I thought no one's gonna come out and do it, and I, I advertised it as the Hangover Hangout. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're at Hiram Station right now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. a right right now. Right now. Eating salad and ranch. Yeah. It is eleven twenty nine in the morning. Salad and ranch. Yeah, that that place. Us. Uh, I'm from. I'm, I'm from Dallas. So I'm. Oh, right. you know, so I'm, I was born and raised there. So that was. That was a real, one of the uh, first bars in Paulding County that really got crazy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Besides over there, the Crystal Palace. Your dad would know where that is. Mm -hmm. Braswell. Crystal Palace. My yeah. dad. Is it, that no, sounds his, dirty. Her, sounds his, so his, dirty. His dad would know what that was, I promise you. Yeah. Because it goes back a long way, man. I, I think my dad was in high school and that thing was... It's in the middle of nowhere. Crystal, right. Crystal Palace sounds like a strip club. 
It probably uh, had some stripping going on in there, for sure. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. official. Isn't, isn't that what it's well. called? I don't know. The place that you almost signed up in Braswell, the I liquor did store. Them up. They were... Um, Didn't they come back called Crystal What's Palace? that called? What's that place called on Braswell Mountain? No, I know the the hatch. No, it's not the hatch. It was... Uh, that's where y'all need to play. No, it's not owned by the same people. Yeah, the same the same Fennels. The Fennels owned it, yeah. by the way. Did he? That guy died, yeah. I went Bless to his heart, man. Um... I it's think a, it might have been called the Palace, yeah, yeah. for sure. I yeah. think it might have. I it was wild though. Talk. Yeah, but Harvest Station <laughs> it was, was Harvest was wild back in the day too. So I don't. I'm not surprised. They that. get down, man. They get down with the get down. It's a uh, it's down, it's man. a fun fun little spot. We're playing there in uh, May, and we're doing a uh, Saturday night. You know, hopefully we pack it out. But uh, mm. yeah, he he kind of had to, the owner was vetting us and was letting us do the uh, the Sunday show and see how we did crowd wise, and we didn't. Mm. Fairly good enough to have us come back. You think Matt Cantrell is good enough to vet people? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> call like, him, I love. Call him out. Look, look, Matt, I love you, but I, your music here, I'm gonna have to doubt you a little bit. I hope you watch this. Yeah. I go back long, long ways with Matt. Yeah. But yeah. If Matt Cantrell was sitting at one of those fucking shitty chairs, <laughs> just just sitting there, too. just sitting there, wa- just sitting there watching you. And and really vetting musical talent, I'd be like, nah, I'm crying. <laughs> yeah, I felt uh, oh, Cantrell. I felt like I was like at the comedy store or something like that. Like Missy was was try- about to, you know, give me the go ahead. Yes, yes. <laughs> so okay, so you went uh, went to uh, Harvest Station. Where uh, where where's the next place? Uh, the next place we're doing actually, let me pull that up. We just got done doing two shows back to back in Alabama. We did Wadawi two weeks ago, and then Wadawi. the other day Wadawi. we just did uh, uh, Montgomery. <laughs> So cool. it, yeah, it was cool. We did a what, what was it? It was like a redneck driving range. Oh yeah, it was it was redneck top golf. Yeah, redneck top golf. It was pretty. That cool. sounds fun. It was it's... like a trailer, <laughs> and then it was like, it was like someone's giant open backyard. It looked like, and then there was like a little tin overhanging with yeah. about you know eight to ten driving slots. Right, and then Some people were just cup shooting shit. golf. You know, oh, yeah, hitting golf balls while we hit, and they had a badass mm. stage that we set up on with a bonfire. Sounds it was, awesome, it was cool, man. Oh, yeah. it was it was, was it called Range Two Thirty One. Yeah, okay, it was yeah. a cool little spot. But what was funny? Uh, I want to have them on the podcast. You walk, you yeah, walk in, sick. and obviously it's like a it's like a gouged out trailer. Weird enough, there's a dildo sticking out of the the, uh, the window. Big guy, and I'm like, "What's that for?" They're like, "Well, if is that its name, big guy?" Yeah. Yeah. I just called it a big guy. Yeah, it was, it was, it's I, I just guy. named it, and I'm like, "I'm like, what? What is the point of this?" They're like, "Well, if there's fights, we throw it at them." Uh, I'm like, "Oh, that'll get them to stop." And my dad was telling me, um, he gave me some advice. He goes, "If there, if you're ever playing a, a, a gig and there's a fight right in front of you." Start singing "Silent Night," the Christmas Carol, because people can't fight to that. Oh, so it, yeah. you bring down the the, uh, the the energy a lot. But yeah, I, I think I think between singing "Silent Night" and then throwing a massive you know eleven inch dildo at someone, it's gonna stop a fight either way. <laughs> you know, that's one way to get them to stop. I would be so sure. confused, so confused. But if you do that during a moment yeah. of peace, though, you might inside a fight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah, I never, last thought, resort, I never sure. thought about that. Yeah, that that the trailer sounds like uh, the strip club in Valdosta. That's two two um, um, double wide trailers JB welded together. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and it, it's, it's just the biggest hole of shit ever, man. So awesome. <laughs> So I, I think I'd have fun at the that driving range. Oh, it was a wait, blast. Wait, that's a real strip club. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty close, man. That's awesome. It's called Peaches. We got I got oh, your, nice. I got yeah. to check that out. 
Yeah, but I, I was there a long time ago, and they, the lady was trying to sell me the club. The <laughs> Whoa. And I was like, I just want to put an ATM in here. That's all. That's all. They didn't have an ATM. And, you know, I, we, we do merchant services and ATMs oh my God, and the electronic transactions. Of and I was ATM. like, I want to put an ATM in here. I'm hammered. She was like, we don't want an ATM, but do you want to buy the whole bar? I was like, no, <laughs> I do not. No. no. I'd call that an we'll asset, take six man. grand. Mm, oh, my God. An asset. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, so let me ask you about this. So you you met you met your uh, the the drum the drummer, and then you met the the guitarist. But you'd already had a little bit of a following. So how did you rebrand and then kind of move forward? Because I'm sure you had some followers already. Yeah, I uh, when when I got it started, like I said, I was just doing open mics and all that stuff. And the only thing I really had, I wouldn't say it was a following, but like. Word got around that I started doing music, mm. and obviously my dad being who he is, people, mm. word started traveling fast. You know, Travis's son is starting to play, mm. and it was uh, it was picking up a lot faster than I expected. Mm. And then once I got a full band in, got Corey, got Christian, now I've got Dustin uh, Williams, who's the bass player now. Mm. Slowly but surely was growing the band. Now the following, uh, it was a lot more legitimate because you know I had a band to back it up. Mm-hmm. But uh, rebranding wise. Uh, Cause did you did you come up with the name before the 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 folks I can't, I can't or did y'all come up with it together and how did y'all come up with the name? I came up with the name uh, kind of out of nowhere uh, one day. We me and Christian when we were doing shows together, I came up with uh, the first name. It was terrible, Shine Wagon. I don't know where that came. <laughs> it was awful. And and then uh, out of nowhere, I, I texted uh, my guitar player and I said, "What about Black Moon Creek?" He's like, "Change black." And I was like, okay, how about Pale Moon Creek? He's like, way better. So as soon as I got it, I bought all, bought all the rights and, you know, the copyright and everything and made sure, you know, that's... Got the dot .com. Yeah, got the dot .com, made sure no PMC. one else had it. Yeah, PMC, man. And uh, it was it was great after that. And then I, I used... Everyone was telling me at first, they're like, you know, I was just going by Pale Moon Creek. And they're like, hey, jackass, like, why don't you... You know, you got a name. Why would you not use it? And I was like, okay. And enough people said it, enough people in the music industry who were established enough where I was like, okay, these people are a lot smarter than me, a lot more successful. Mm. I'll take their advice. So I changed it to Tristan Trent and Bellman Creek. Did you have to, did you have to take that to the band? I'm sure that's an easy conversation. It's like, look, these people say we're going to make way more money <laughs> if we tell them my name before. Yeah. Oh, I did. Like, oh, I was, yeah, I was yeah. like, absolutely. I was yeah. like, you're booking a gig. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Put it on there twice. Look, the more, trip, the, more, trip, the more money the band trip. makes, the more money the members exactly, make. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's well, like hopefully. when Tiger Woods is, <laughs> isn't playing golf, they make like half. Uh, the, all the golfers make half. Yeah. Right. So, but when he's in the tournament, they sell like ten times the amount of tickets. The advertising up. So, like, I want Tiger Woods to be playing. I mean, Hell yeah. A lot more money. Yeah. What, what's it? Rising tides raise all raise ships. ships. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. For sure. So um, so you came up with a name, and then y'all started hitting it. Yeah, just just started. I told, at the time, I told the guitar player um, that I was just going to drill and call every local place that would let me play. And like I said, I've never, I've never done this without the pandemic. We started this last year, so I don't know what normal, quote-unquote, is. Mm. This is your normal. This is my normal. Mm. So it, it, it's been good because I've, I, I figured out how to – route around the pandemic a lot but the the reason when i got started 
what what made me do it was I, I was hearing people as soon as you know the entire world shut down, everyone was coming up going, man, I miss shows, I miss shows, I miss live shows, and being you know involved in that music industry, I've, I've worked in it since I was eighteen years old. Um, I felt like there was a there was a vacuum of of people people can go out and go see shows anymore. And obviously that's, that's such a huge thing of getting people together. You know, the camaraderie, the drinking and the memories, it's such a big thing. So I had a, I had an opening where I could actually go and start playing for people and kind of fill that void just a little bit, you know? So it, it really, it really came from there, you know, the tragedy or the, the misfortune of the pandemic mm. <clears throat> gave us opportunity. Sure. So I made that, I used it to my advantage. I think that there was a, there, we, we, I have a rep here uh, that she told me she'd never been to a concert. And I was wow, I, yeah, wow. So I was like, oh my god! I was like, the first show that's there, I'm taking you, and I'll take everybody to a concert, just yeah. just to be your first concert. You know, uh, I love doing first with my reps. Like yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take you first. I'm yeah. gonna do it first, right? But well, I've you know, never been to Hawaii. So. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going this year. You can come with me. Yeah, you can come with me. Um, so I, I really would like to go to Europe. I've never owned an airplane. So, so I've never, I've never driven. To I mean, so, so, sometimes those answer, or the, the answer to that question is sell more fucking deals. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, and then you're good, right? I call so, it an incentive. That, that's right. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna push you into being doing it yourself. How about that? <laughs> I've never been to Hawaii. Take your fucking self. <laughs> no, but there's you're something sore. about like somebody goes. I'm, the, Maybe there's the a reason on, you've never been. The to music Hawaii. on, you know, the the phone is just so much clearer it just it, they sing better on the phone i'm like but though when you're s- standing on the grass mm-hmm. in the lawn in the smell and the people around you and the conversations that are going on and then the during the breaks what happens mm-hmm. and, and then the, they come on and there's electric it's just electric yeah. live shows there's yeah. just something about it of course it's better on the phone uh, music wise, but it's not better. What was y'all's first? Call you know back? what I mean? Like it's just not better than so being there, about. seeing you, it coming out of your mouth, and I'm no hearing way. it live. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's um, just so much better. Yeah. No, one thing that Corey has been excellent for he's he's really kind of helped us restructure and bring in a new element of the live show. You know, because mm-hmm. because that's the thing. Instead of acting like a bar band, you know, I like to dream big. I like to I like to have high aspirations. Because, you know, you're more than likely to fall short of them. But if you set them up high enough. Aim it, small, miss small. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, he, But he, he was able to break it down and kind of guide us in a way and be like, okay, let's do these songs. Let's keep this, like, perfect example. We were doing um, the show in Montgomery a couple days ago. And, he, and it was a younger crowd. <clears throat> younger crowd. And we had to keep their attention. So, mm-hmm. we shit, we were repeating songs. But as long as we were able to keep their attention, keep that, you know, keep the momentum upward, mm-hmm. uh, it was going to benefit us. So he's been really great for for helping us bring that professionalism, you know, to fruition. Because a lot of these, you're, you're competing with so many local artists right now. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I love competition. But how are you going to, just like a business, how are you going to set yourself apart from them? Well, you got to do it through being professional and giving them a show. So that's it, it's. I didn't realize how crucial that was of, of of a band being able to put on a show just because you're singing the the covers or the originals or whatever. It's not you still, the same. yeah, exactly. So I I I look at it like this. So I've been to thousands of concerts. I love mm-hmm. live music. Um, and um, when I was nineteen, 
uh, there was like they do. They used to do deck the hall balls. Like ninety nine X used to throw in like a Christmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you remember that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long they did it, but it was. It had to be. Yeah, I was like ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And um, probably check these dates. I might be. Might, <laughs> yeah, I might have been really drunk, and it was two years after or whatever. But, but uh, I I think it was supposed to be Wallflowers. You know Wallflowers, yeah. Which is uh, Bob Dylan's son, and then um, Nickelback was supposed to open for the Wallflowers. Interesting. I think I think that that was the band. Wow. Again, it's been a long time. It's been over 20 years. So, um, but when we got there, they're like, we're going to give all your money back, but if you want it, but Nickelback's, the, the drummer's uh, dad passed away, so they couldn't be here. Oh, damn. And, uh, but uh, this band called Marvelous Three, yeah. which is Butch Walker. Butch Walker yeah, yeah, he was, and they weren't around for a long time, but obviously this dude is so talented. Yeah. Man. I mean, God. And I remember him, They he he just came out there by himself. He's like, look, I pieced together some people. It wasn't even his band because they weren't in town. Was, you know, it's the holidays, right? So, yeah. so he got just some random people to come in and play with him. And he was doing covers. He was he did a couple of his songs, mm-hmm. but I remember him doing, um, you know, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, and okay. and he got into the. I mean, it was incredible, man. It was incredible. He got into the like to the to the seats, the second seat, and was standing on the seats playing it and singing it. Yeah, and it was just so entertaining. It was so good. And not, I don't even think you try that song unless you know you're about to. It's fuck no, such a bold move to, yeah, yeah. to yeah, unless you know you're about to fuck. You know, it it's like I always say <laughs> like this. Freebird. It's, it's yeah. like Freddie Mercury, uh, you know, or Muhammad Ali. You can't redo Muhammad Ali. It's mm-hmm. that that guy was larger than life. Yeah, like I'm sure, like. Will Smith, when he was like, "You want to play him?" He was like, "Ooh, I don't know." I mean, that's a that's a hard dude to replicate, right? Absolutely. Same thing with Freddie. You know, he's just yeah. a hard dude to replicate. But he did it, and it was so awesome. And he just put on a show. He talked in between. He was very entertaining in between, which is important to me to relate to the crowd in speaking, not just singing. Mm-hmm. And I swear, he gets off the stage, and Wallflowers comes up there, and it was the worst show I've ever. Scene. Really? Oh, so no. bad. So bad. He didn't talk. He went from song to song. And it was just so bad. And I don't know. I, I've seen the Wallflowers at uh at Midtown, you know, a couple other times. And mm-hmm. it wasn't as bad. Maybe he was off that night. You know, mm-hmm. he's obviously a pretty talented guy, but uh it just was not good. And maybe it was just because he got opened out, man. The, the Butch did such a good job <laughs> that it was like how do you follow? You know, you'd say yeah. it was hard to follow. That's the thing. And it was impromptu, so we didn't know. It's also expectations. We, as a crowd, didn't know what we were going to get. And then we got that, and it was just incredible. I don't know. Check the check the years, but it happened. It was. Do you guys awesome. open for people? Or are you usually the? We haven't. Uh, we will if you know anybody. We can open. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, we're that that that's the goal. Probably for the next two three years is is just getting great opening slots. Mm. My sister's in the she's in the industry as well, and that's that's kind of the market she's on right now. She's opening for like Muscadine Bloodline and mm. all these other uh, country artists. So, do, do you find it? Uh, Difficult mentally, or um, the stress of being uh, Travis Tritt's son to try to go to his level because obviously he was my heir in the 90s, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I could probably sing all his songs, but uh, you know, it's uh, uh, do you find that difficult? Um, or do you think about it? I definitely think about it. Uh, I'd be lying if I said I didn't, but my parents have always been super supportive of anything, you know, any endeavor. They, they they never bullshitted us. My dad's very um, – he, he's very 
open about his opinions and he he doesn't bullshit you whatsoever. So if you're capable of doing something, he's going to let you know, mm. you know, pretty well. Um, first time, not to get uh, too sidetracked, but the first time I ever played guitar in front of him, I played Seven Nation Army. And, you know, most parents, you know, nine-year-olds playing this song, they're going to cheer you on and everything. I played it for him. He looked at me and goes, that's cute. Stood up and walked off. <laughs> I was like, holy <laughs> shit, destroyed me. And I was like, wow. But he, he doesn't just give out compliments. So... I'm pretty reassured if he tells me, you know, hey, this sounds good or this sounds bad or whatever. I'm I'm confident that that's exactly how it, it is. It yeah. sounds that way. You know, if it's if it sounds good uh, and he dishes out a compliment, that's a good thing. So you, you think about that. But the expectations, he has his own sound. I have my own sound. Sure. And uh, a lot of my influences we were talking earlier, yeah. Alice in Chains, you know, Blind Melon, Sublime. All mm. it, it comes from a lot, a lot of different places. Same as his does. His comes from Waylon Jennings, Roy Acuff, mm. uh, Johnny Cash, all those guys. So I try not to look at us as a, me being a uh, kind of a, a a version of him. Yeah, it's comparing apples to Exa- oranges. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, well, no, and, and and we 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 listened to a few of your. Uh, your covers um, on on YouTube and uh, mm-hmm. it was it was awesome. It sounded nothing like your your father, but I you know it, it was it, it's about the grind. Mm-hmm. I, nothing that's given to you is worth a shit, really. You, Absolutely, you have to you have to go out there and do it. And look, if you've got a name that can get you the edge, fuck it, do it. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Do Absolutely, it. but you're not gonna. It, it's like stand up comedian says, you know. They'll give you a chance because you're because of your name, but if you get up there and suck, they're not going to come back. And it's like you. it's like Richard. Pryor, you know what I mean? Richard so Pryor's true. son got booed off the stage. Mm. You know, so, your dad. Your dad is one of the greatest comedians that ever lived, but mm. that only lasted for about fifteen seconds. It's not long. Exactly. It's not long. It's not long. You get in, but you can get thrown <laughs> it's out. The same as the, it's right. the same as the expectations of your opener, though. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If your opener comes out there and don't and has nothing to lose and plays their ass off and leaves it all on the stage and then you, you know, go up there and you're like one of 72 of your next dates and this is like the smallest bar you play mm-hmm. you're not going to bring the energy required Big, sometimes I, I and i you might know this better than me but like uh you know sometimes bigger acts they'll they won't let the opening act you know have you know as good a sound as them mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that you know because they don't yeah. want to they don't want to get blown out mm-hmm. have you seen that uh that uh documentary about kansas when the, and uh, they were playing actually, but they were opening for um, Aerosmith at the time. You know, mm-hmm. Kansas dudes are big. Yeah, those guys are those aren't some big boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were in Kansas. They were in um, I don't know one of the cities in Kansas. And there's like four cities in Kansas, I think. Yeah, no. it's a total. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of them. But uh, <laughs> but they were in their home thing, and they were like encore, and they so. But uh, but Steven Tyler was going out. And ripping out wires. You seen this one? Right? <laughs> oh, he was ripping out wires because he was known to do that. Yeah. But they had set up because they knew he was gonna do a whole it. Wall they of set speakers. up a whole wall and speakers of fake shit. Oh my so god. So he started pulling it out. Yeah. That's insane. And, and then, their guitar player. And the guitar playing. started ran r- running after him. Was like, no, because he'll eventually he get the wires. Shit. Dude, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. He's like, I will kill really? you. Really? That's yeah. a punk move right there. Yeah. <laughs> he, the, supposedly this guy used to do it a lot. He did not want his openers See, to. But. It's it's like crazy because I like, could see him being a one of my favorite. They're they're one of my favorite bands though, and like his voice is obviously iconic. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's to like feel threatened by an opening act is kind of like it's 
kind of punk. And you're you know? Steven Tyler. Yeah, if yeah. you're Steven Tyler, you feel threatened. Maybe they were that good. Kansas. Uh, well, I mean, they were they were they were with their people too. Home. Though, yeah, they were yeah, at home yeah. stadium. You know what I mean? I mean that they wouldn't have been the same reaction in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, exactly. But, but they were in their home. They're they're where their friends were there. You know, people that watched them. You know, Aerosmith has a yeah. name for like Stephen Tyler specifically has a name. That's why their band quit touring the way they did. He's going up there and changing lyrics and shit. And, yeah, and, yeah. and acting crazy on the stage. Really? And, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard yeah. some. Uh, their his band hated him at the end of uh, at the end of their last like world tour that Aerosmith did. That was like the, the well, Black Perry Rose. thought about going to beat him up a lot. Did right? you know? Yeah. I'll tell you something you don't know. We did tell you something I don't know on Monday, which is like a you know just a fact you wouldn't know. And it mm-hmm. helps for conversations like this. Really, silly mm-hmm. situations. Aerosmith made um, more money off of like they made a bunch of money touring, but just off of album sales, they made more money off of the Guitar Hero Aerosmith than they did of all their albums. I no that. kidding, I, I totally that. believe that. Yeah, yeah. no I, kidding. I, I That's a cool fact. Guitar Hero Aerosmith was a check yeah. for them. They were the first branded. I mean, it's tech, man. Be- Beats by Dre. They, they uh, probably made, get out of here, made him way more money than he ever thought about making it rapping. Dude. Speaking Those of Guitar headphones. Hero, though, I don't think I'd be here without Guitar Hero. I mean, that's that's literally what's got it started for me. I, I'll never forget. I got um, so probably, you were influenced from your dad? Not as much, man. Surprisingly, the first <laughs> the first thing the first that's thing awesome. that really got me going for music was um, I played War Pigs on Guitar Hero Two. Yes, sir. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I want every fucking bit of this. Like, I love this. Mm-hmm. I love this. And it just it set me on this road to discovering Black Sabbath and Ozzy and Motorhead and all these different iconic bands that are now, you know, a huge influence on me. But I wouldn't I wouldn't have probably discovered them if it wasn't for Guitar Hero. Dude, That's I have awesome. a buddy of mine that when you start doing something so I got a friend of ours, Hunter Chastain, uh-huh. um, from Rome. So he's got um some of his own original music. It's pretty good. I'll yeah. just show it to you after. But um he got so he paid a guy like off of Fiverr or one of those websites where you can kind of solicit those technology services mm-hmm. to take some of his original music and make guitar heroes. Yeah. Songs yeah, to yeah. Him. So that, he that's has, gotta be your first video. He has like a whole <laughs> album guitar hero. Yeah, his old album is playing his own music on guitar hero. That is so yeah. awesome. Yeah, his like music that. videos are playing his own stuff on guitar hero and so it's really cool. I love that's that, man. Yeah, cool. I love that. You're about to say something about uh about um the crows. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, you guys were talking about uh, Steven Tyler. Mm-hmm. I just read uh, Steve Gorman, the drummer for the Black Crows book. Mm-hmm. Love the Black Crows, and they were talking about how when they were opening for uh, Aerosmith, I guess they just got sober. Aerosmith did, so you couldn't even walk in to the arena with uh, a beer in your hand. You know, you had to be discreet because Joe Perry and Steven were now you know, cold mm-hmm. turkey, and. Uh, they were talking about just of how much of a pain in the ass it was the first tour. They originally did it like 15 years later, and it was, you know, a lot better. But surprisingly, you know, back-to-back, they did Aerosmith, and then after that they toured with Robert Plant, and they said Robert Plant was the nicest dude you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy who fucking sings for Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. was just this super down-to-earth. He still tours. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he- they started touring again like five, six years ago or something like that. They Led Zeppelin actually toured... And then he he does it on his own. Yeah, yeah. And I actually went and saw Hank Williams Jr. at the Verizon Amphitheater, yeah. and then saw them maybe two weeks later. Robert one of those Franklin. guys, I can't remember. What there's his a story that though. I don't know if it's true or not, but one of those guys drove. He, this is how <laughs> fucked up he was. He drove a brand new Rolls Royce into his pool because he thought it would look cool. Keith Moon did that from the Who. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. What the uh, speaking fuck? of uh, Hank Jr. Though, that's I not a good decision. That, man. I mean. It's, I got a funny it's story about, uh, it's about Hank Jr. One time, 
we were in Montana at his place. And uh, me, my dad, and Hank were all about to go to a, uh, a restaurant. And uh, the whole family's waiting over there. And we're driving down the road. And all of a sudden, my dad just screams at the top of his lungs. He's like, pull over, pull over. There's a badger on the side of the road. So mm. Hank slams on it, hands my dad a, a 12-gauge shotgun and walks out and they shoot the badger <laughs> just just on the way to dinner. Just a couple of rednecks, man. It's in their basement. It's stuff. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. it's in their basement. Yeah. Uh, I want to fuck with a badger. Montana. Y'all seen that video? It looks so ferocious, too. It's just like... Honey badger? <laughs> Nobody fucks with a honey badger. <laughs> Damn. Honey badger don't give a shit. That's Damn. awesome. That's Montana's awesome. dope. You can so, do shit like that in Montana. You cannot yeah. do that in Atlanta. Oh, hell no. Not in Atlanta. <laughs> but you can still do it in Paulton County and Rockmart. Yeah, oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely some yeah. shooting from the road going yeah. on in Rockmart. That two, 278 yeah. between Dallas and Cedar Cedartown. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. You got 75 miles an hour out there. Dude, they get down in Rockmart, man. That place cracks me up. There's oh, some characters yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Polk County, don't mess around. No, that's just, it's a throwback. It's old old school. And I, there's something to be said about people not being in a crazy hurry all the time now. Because I think that's, yeah. everybody's just in a hurry. I am. I know, you know, these don't help. These phones don't help. But, mm-hmm. uh, and, and if you're a, you know, lifelong entrepreneur like I am, mm-hmm. you're constantly, you know, grinding and working. And when you get it, you don't want to lose it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so you just keep on going, and that's—I say—that's the death of, of a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs. They get there and then they stop, and then something like the pandemic happens, and bye bye. Yeah, you know, and it's—you know—you can't—you can't stop, man. You, you got to grind, grind, man. The, the one thing this pandemic has really taught me, though, <clears throat> is hunger and work ethic. You know, I—because I, ever since I moved back, I used—I uh, was living out in Arizona, went to sound engineering school, and then I interned in uh newport beach california for the dirty heads and sublime uh with this guy named cheese and cheese is the manager for them and now he's my dad's manager and my sisters but uh he's rome still singing with the yeah yeah and that's that, that's yeah. rome's father-in-law yeah okay so um yeah. i got really close with wow. with sublime and the dirty heads and all those guys and they're they're my boys they're awesome awesome dudes but um when i came back to georgia and obviously the world shut down I had to decide for myself, okay, how am I going to make money and how am I mm. going to hustle and how am I going to grind? And you, you're you responsible for – no one tells me what to do. I wake up every single day and I have to decide, okay, I know there's stuff that needs to get done. I either have to arrange for practices or I have to start calling people. I'm responsible for making sure these guys get paid, you know, and it teaches you how to grind every single day because you're responsible for your bottom line, you know. No one else is. No one's going to tell you to keep going. If I fail, if this goes belly up, you know, it's in my name. So I have to make sure that I'm taking care of them and providing work for all of us and boosting the name and growing Mm -hmm. as a business. Because I look at this no different than I would if I had a brick and mortar store. You know, it's all about exponential growth. And sometimes I can get ahead of myself and, and think of things too far in the future and, you know, hesitation through analyzation kind of a deal mm. but it's nonetheless i'm looking at this as a business you know just because i'm playing music doesn't make it any different than if this was any other type of startup or you know business for anyone sure so i'm i'm, I'm trying to grow it just like anything else you have to um and, but there's a fine line there where you still gotta have a lot of fucking fun oh, oh you know what i mean like absolutely. like like it is a business and when you get off the stage, that's what you, you it is a business. Yeah. You got to know that. And, you know, that's what I was telling one of the young, we had a young rapper here 
um, last Thursday, and I was like, "You're the CEO of your business, dude." Absolutely. And and he he didn't have a band; it was just him. I was mm-hmm. like, "And you gotta treat it like that." And if you find yourself at two o'clock in the afternoon playing video games, you ain't you ain't treating it like a, a business. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. You gotta be on the computer doing social media, learning, getting your name out there, doing whatever you can to grind and and do it because. CEOs don't play video games at 2, 2, 8, 2 no, p.m. No, no. There, there's always something to be done. God, always, yes. always. I'll send these guys text messages at like 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, And I don't expect them to, to but I don't want to forget about them. I'm like, oh, I got a good idea. You know, and I'll just send them text messages. <laughs> you <hear> that, <laughs> I do have a good idea. Yeah. I always have a good idea. <laughs> My dad looks it out. That idea sucks. We should get that in the office somewhere in big quotations. I have a good I idea. I got a good idea. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's Everybody awesome. in the office has a good idea. That's what uh, Tristan uh, the other day was like. Uh, I go, man, dude, I just came up with a good idea. And he goes, oh, here's another 12 hours for you to work yeah. on, Tristan. <laughs> oh, here's another full-time job for Tristan. Every, every time I say a good idea, he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> got a lot more work to do. Here we go. <laughs> I, I, de- I definitely understand that because I get I get crazy ideas, you know, middle of the night, something like that, and you either write it down or you text someone or yeah. something, you know, just crazy outlandish ideas. But it's, you know, I never discourage anyone from thinking outside the box. Hell, that's that's how you establish yourself is is by, mm. you know, doing shit in a different way. You know, that's that's, when, that's when you get your best ideas. Exactly. Actually, is at night. You know, I think they uh, they say that when you're at that pinnacle of like tiredness mm. when you're just like getting ready to cross over to sleep, you know, but you're still awake, your mind just kind of goes into its most creative point. That's so, yeah. It, so yeah. So I think everybody's mind's a little bit different. Like my, I do get some ideas there, but mine's three beers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah. Well, so, yeah so, so it's three beers. I swear to God. Uh-huh. And then I, my business idea is just, just flow out of me. Yeah, yeah. Eight beers, <laughs> they get a little worse. <laughs> they get a little worse. There's, it's like playing golf. A lot of people's like, I play better when I'm drunk, or I play better when I'm drinking. But it's learned. It's learned behavior. It's right? a mill curve. There's so a if you learn playing darts, down. drinking, you're better at playing darts when you're drinking. Yeah. If you're if you play pool better when you're drinking, it's because you have where you learned drinking. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about I wasn't doing business drunk, but I do get my ideas three, four beers in. I'm like, and then it starts flowing. Yeah. Um, I do get I have dreams a lot about business ideas. I have a pad. I write it, write it down. Um, and then some people, you know, they smoke and then yeah. and, the, and the the it starts flowing. I think I think the drinking thing, like I I, I definitely get that because it, you get like a a certain degree of boldness. You know, call it liquid courage or whatever. Sure, but you're you, like that guy should be in my band. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Ukulele player. That's right. That's it. We need a harmonica. Player. We need an accordion player right now. <laughs> right now, I need an army of didgeridoos. Right. And I didn't want anybody to have hair. So good, you made a team. You're yes. good to go. You're good to go. Beard, bald, good. You're That's, in. That, that was the selling point, honestly. Yeah. Beard and bald. Yeah. It's funny when I you're selling somebody, you start something. creating prerequisites. <laughs> we were looking for left forearm tattoos. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> What's up with your tattoo, the airplane? Uh, so I got a theme going, and eventually I'll finish a full sleeve going, but 
Um, Good luck right now. Everybody just got stimulus money. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Oh, they're. I bet they're lined up, aren't they? Yeah, oh my, yeah my tattoo artist's next opening is January 2022. Dear God. Oh, dude, I, I did see there was a big uh, convention coming through, isn't there? Mm. Tattoo convention. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. So I got. Um, you know, my theme is. Uh, I was going down in flames, and music lifted me up. So nice. you know, growing up and stuff like that, I feel like music was kind of the one thing that helped steer me clear of going too far down the wrong path mm. it helped me. you know ironically you know a lot of people are like you know music obviously has its demons that it brings about but uh definitely it but definitely kept can. me it kept me like you know trying to keep my shit together mm. so that i could progress and get better and better you know and like you know i'm the old dude in the group you know uh compared to these guys uh christian and him so like you know i've definitely bring some experience to the table in my music endeavors throughout the years. But who do you yeah. think's going to make the first million your girl or you? Cause she's pretty good. Getter. Oh, my girl, that girl. Yeah. <laughs> I met her. I met her. I met her for uh you know, that's a compliment. He looks like, oh, yeah. Cause, I, Cause I didn't say you weren't going to make it. I said, who's going to make it first? Oh yeah, yeah. You know? So, uh, but I met her and you know, I, I'm pretty good judge of, of, of salespeople. And I'm like, I, after she left, I was like, she's going to be a millionaire. Oh, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you, yeah. I mean, She's gonna sell a like, lot of policies. She's gonna be a millionaire. That's a fact. I, yeah, like I've, I've had her back since day one as far as supporting her because, like, she's just like, she's got the right attitude and the mm -hmm. mindset to, like, just take it all. I love away. how she does more like policies now than any insurance agent I know. And she comes in here and she's like, man, I'm only doing like 25, 40 more. policies a yes. month. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. There's a bunch of insurance agents that like rip your leg off to do 40 policies <laughs> in a month. That's it. They would do 40 policies one month and immediately go buy a new house. <laughs> That's a fact, too. Yeah. That's a fact, too. I was yeah. watching Boiler Room the other day when... Uh, Timber! Right, right at the end when they're about to... He's about to you know, spill the beans on the whole operation and dude buys a new house and he walks into his house and he's like, oh my God, this guy just bought this house. Yeah. Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah. This is his name. He's awesome. Yeah. It's great. Awesome, actor. man. Yeah. yeah. What about your tattoo? Show it to me. Uh, this one. <laughs> the dragon. No, no these the are snake. two snakes. Uh, the dragon. They're southern snakes. They're uh, copperhead and moccasin, just kind mm -hmm. of a southern heritage kind of thing. It's um, the only two poisonous snakes in Georgia. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. So it's a, you know, it's a little remembering. Uh, uh, like I said, I was, I was living out west, so mm -hmm. this was kind of a reminder of home. You yeah, should get a king cool. snake on this side going after the eater. <laughs> That'd be sick. Yeah. yeah that is what king you snakes know, That's what they do. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you don't kill king snakes no, in Georgia. No. And it's kind of like a yin and a yang, you know? Uh, like, yeah, good and yeah. 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 And when you get famous, when like you get that tattoo, I'm like, I gave him that fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. That was my idea. <laughs> yeah, you got a photo cred Jay Worthy on all your Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. I'll have this forever. This this interview will be here forever. So. <laughs> Chris, our other owner the other day, told me, so I went to a week we have friends at rugby ATL that just started the professional rugby team mm -hmm. here, which is, they're awesome people. Yeah. So we went there on Saturday and they're like unveiling their mascot, which is going to be the Rattler, which is what life university is where they play. Mm -hmm. So kind of in, you know, some, some, you know, it's life university called the Rattler. Yeah. Their, their den is called the snake pit where they're oh, cross plays. I thought life was the Eagles. I don't know. I think they're the, the snake pit I know is their, their thing, but okay, they they were kicking rugby. It's kind goals. of a weird. It's and they kind were in the stands weird. going. <laughs> it was weird. So I told Chris that the other day. We were laughing about it. And he was like, "They should like get a bunch of snakes and like release them." <laughs> everybody's there, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" 
<laughs> Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. I think that's a weird He's... mascot for like a medical. I was thinking that too. I was yeah. like, that's kind of badass. It's like they they like overcompensate. I don't, I don't really know like what koala it is. bears yeah. or something. They're like, like we're alive. It's a bear, but they're sweet. It's still a bear. Koala bears. I think I know one of the the players on the rugby team. This guy Harley. Harley he, Davidson? Yeah, yeah. got fucked up on Saturday. His name Harley. really is Harley Davidson? I truly, yeah, yeah. There is no other word to say other than this guy got fucked up on Saturday. Damn. I mean, tell Tristan was there. Dude, this guy got absolutely – they stretched him off the field. I felt so bad. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, just by his own – So, you know teammate. this guy? See, I know him from uh, – he used to be a, a bouncer at uh, Buckhead Saloon. And I'm mm. telling you, okay. he bounced people easy. Yeah. But now he's, now he's going to have – Tough job he, getting the Chuck E. Cheeses. No, nah, he thumbs <laughs> up on the way out. I think he's going to be okay, but he's definitely I hate to hear that, concussed. Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a tough sport, man. I, I, sure. I, I lo- I love Especially when you don't know the rules yeah. and you're oh, watching. Yeah. After that, you're like, what's your favorite color? He's like, sandwich. <laughs> yeah, not good. He was fucked up. My, uh, you got bad. hit in the head? I had, I had I no know, idea really. about, about rugby until a couple of years ago, and I'm like, this is a tough-ass sport. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like football on steroids because yeah. there's mm-hmm. no pads or anything. They're hiking each other up on their shoulders and shit. Like it's, it, it's When they throw insane. the ball in, it's there's two people under one guy, and they pick him up by, by his head. And his this sounds shins. like a, this sounds like a dirty movie. <laughs> <laughs> and they throw this guy yeah, through yeah. the air, like yeah. fourteen mm-hmm. feet in the air, and he catches it. The and they're all they big dudes. To start. Yeah, it's, it's every crazy. One. Yeah, they're like six three. Like it's crazy, mm-hmm. crazy. It most, deserves most respect. most of the ones uh, most of the uh, the guys that are in Europe, the the really competitive rugby, you know, the world rugby or whatever, they're actually shorter. Yeah, that, yeah. They were yeah average of a cool six feet, and they're. Fucking legs. Yeah, they're like, see, I was, yeah, I'd love to play that, but unfortunately, I'm built like a horse jockey. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, you gotta do it. Pick up a guitar, man. Exactly. Pick up exactly. a guitar. I look yeah. a lot taller on stage. Fold me in half. God, <laughs> I, I was forgot, watching like I this the whole time. That. <laughs> so, what's next, man? What are we doing? How can we help you? Uh, next is just go, go in the uh, studio and start recording, get some originals down, hopefully, have some content by the end of the year ready to go. Um, Find some bars for y'all to play at. Yeah, we're doing Hangar 92 uh, next week in Douglasville. So that's going to start it off. What day? Uh, I believe that's Saturday. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hangar Ni- Where's Hangar 92? It's uh, right. Used to be where Gibson's was? It's, it's, I don't know what that is, but yeah. It's been like 10 Gibson's different places. Pretty, Gibson's is the higher station of Douglasville, but I don't think it's open anymore. It's oh, like okay. too many people got murdered. <laughs> you know I mean? It was called like right. Bones and all that stuff beforehand. It's been like 10 different spots, but... Uh, Hangar Nights is the newest version mm. of what they are, and it's it's a great place to play. Um, it's like right off Fairburn. Yeah, Sounds like, like a soup. solid Seattle grunge band. I'd say we would well. get you a hold of uh, of Jake, but that's just probably not y'all's. That's just a small stage, right? Where's it at? It's a brand new. It's a Bucking Goat uh, Brewery. Yeah, and it's right here on uh, Seven Hills. Uh, and, uh, you, you could do it with you and your. Do you play a full kit always, or do you got like a uh, like a, a box or? Um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Oh, for like your cajon? Like it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, usually we just do full kit, but like you know, you got that acoustic kit though. It's yeah, like a smaller, yeah. More chair. Little, yeah. You know, I got a little. Compact. I got a little jazz size kit, a little small yeah. guy. I need to take we you over. As long as you're not fucking playing the Tom Sawyer and the, need thirty six <laughs> drums, you, <laughs> no, gotta, no, you, no, you no, should have room right there. I need to take you to. Uh, Right where you get off the Marta at uh, the old Georgia Dome, there's a guy with a couple of buckets that's fucking badass. I know exactly who you're talking about. He plays after music in town. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so weird how good he is. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been there for years too. Yeah, and we always give him money. Yeah, God, I just I just got back from New Orleans. New Orleans not too long ago, and uh, like the amount of like talent you just see down Bourbon Street, just whether the bang. Well, that's a music. That's like, a music alley oh, right yeah. there. I mean, there's just jazz and and it's crazy yeah. different type of music. Yeah. Don't wear flip flops. So that was my first mistake. Oh yeah, my first mistake in New Orleans is I wore flip flops. The next day I got up, I was, it was probably Had a I was 22, 23. In your toe. <laughs> <laughs> but they were they were so black. Not, it took me a week to clean them off. Yeah, call so that, call that Jiffy Store feet. Oh my god, <laughs> it's not Walmart feet. I tell you that. No, no. Uh, yeah, I know your feet stunk for a fucking week. <laughs> I went and got a pedicure. That lady was like, get out of here. You know I mean? <laughs> like, get your out feet of here. smelled like a liquid she form of a cigarette. She thought I had an infection. She's like, you got an infection. Like, Is that a ringworm? cannot be right. Yeah. <laughs> highly contagious. He highly contagious. It's funny how many of those street people that I talk to, though, because uh, I told I was telling him the story that uh, – um, me and my me and my wife and kids we did like a little staycation uh and um I, it was in the summertime you know nobody nobody was out and we wanted to do something so we went to the west and uh, uh downtown and uh, we were walking outside and a guy was like hey you want a beard you know you know i'll give you two for 11 bucks well, that's not a, really a good deal man i was like you know you're so I'm back and forth <laughs> with the guy you know just haggling that's, that's what i do yeah it's what i do everywhere and it's Gets on my wife's nerves, but like I'll do two for four bucks, you know. And he's like, "No." So we go back and forth, get a beer, turn around. There's this guy that did that picture, and then he's I've got a bunch of them around here, and I met him like four years before, but he was sitting there out there selling his picture. He goes like, "I think I can't remember what the guy's name is, but uh, um, Hosea or Hosiah, I think is his name." And I go, "What's up, dude? You sold me all that stuff at the Falcons game like three years ago." He goes, oh yeah, I remember you. I sold you the deal. I think he remembered all this stuff, and then I turn around. And there's just like street magician there. And I was like, I remember you too. And this will me and you were there. It was Hunter. Oh, it was Hunter. Yeah. Was another, Hunter. another rep I used to have. And we went into the waffle house and I gave, I kept giving him five more dollars to keep doing tricks. It was like <laughs> one in the morning. I was hammered, but he was like, he was a very, 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 they weren't even good tricks. They were no, just- they were no, he was incredible. But I, I just kept giving him five more dollars, but I just put, I just gave all my cash to these other street vendors and he was like, after he did that, I was like, dude, I don't have any money, but I do remember you. And I was like, I just kept giving you $5. I bet I gave him 30 bucks. Oh, my God. 20 minutes. I'd do another Worth one. it. <laughs> totally worth it. Are you kidding me? I had a, I had a similar story. We did, uh, After Music Midtown, me and my buddies were all going, you know, walking walking down the street and hitting up all the bars after the festival. And this guy, he was a street magician. He came up and he started, you know, doing all these cool tricks. Well, we're downtown and obviously midtown is where like all the like all the gay pride stuff is mm-hmm. had no clue about that and we go into the the bar well, you were right there bulldogs yeah you yeah were right there yeah, yeah. the piedmont and, that's where you go into the music midtown now right right, right there yeah. right and uh one of the bars we were at uh we're, i'm like man everyone is so friendly here like they're letting me charge my phone on stuff and uh, it's it's one of the most notorious gay bars. Didn't know this. Well, my buddy, it's <laughs> talk, or is it Bulldogs that we're talking about? I think, yeah, I yeah, think probably, so. Yeah. So my buddy thinks it's a good idea. Uh, it's karaoke night, so he starts singing "My Pony" and takes off his shirt and starts grinding on the chair. Everyone <laughs> is losing it. their minds. So <laughs> funny enough, my mom's my mom's out there with us partying. I don't know how we got her out there, but she's out there nonetheless. And she she taps me on the shoulder. She's like Tristan, Tristan, Tristan. It's like thirty minutes later. I'm like, what? And there's a uh, a guy who's who looks like a woman, and mm-hmm. my buddy is grinding up on her, 
and he thinks that and he's wasted and he thinks that he's about to you know get late and he's looking sure. at us like yeah. he could have gotten late yeah yeah. To get late. yeah and we're like how far do we let this go because he's not gay so how how far do we let you're this not go? getting late he's going yeah exactly exactly yeah. And it, her obviously I'm, you don't know that yeah you say that very I'd have, I'd have certainly let it go oh we well they start making out and I'm like okay I, I probably should I probably should intervene now because she's got a bigger Adam's apple than I do yeah. so I'm like oh no <laughs> so she grabs him by the hand and takes him to the bathroom and I'm like okay now I have to intervene because he's about to he doesn't know what he's he's about to get surprised yeah he's a surprise <laughs> that's awesome he's gonna oh, wake up the next day me. sober and still be mad please don't oh, say his name oh man all don't the say while, his name all the while like a virgin's playing in the background yeah. <laughs> all 62 people are gonna see this <laughs> oh <laughs> Like a virgin's playing in the background. God, dude. He would have ran out of that bathroom and went, oh, man. I can just just see it now. What a great story. Oh, man. That's incredible. So, man, how how old are you? 21. Man, so... I feel I feel bad for you. And it'll come back. It'll it'll come back. I I, I know it in my heart and soul. June 16th. That it'll come back. But that music midtown that you go to these days is not music midtown. No, it's not. It's sad. I stopped. I stopped going about three years ago. How old are you? Thirty-four. So, do you remember the old midtown that was in midtown, the four blocker? Yeah. Twenty-seven stages, four days. Oh my god! I saw. I I think one of the best shows I ever saw there, which threw me by surprise. And what I loved about that that setup so much was, I always walk out and you know be impressed by bands that I never even thought I'd like. Mm. I saw Lenny Kravitz there and that was Ooh. hands down one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Mm. I mean, that guy jumped, he jumped off the stage and started walking and it looked like Moses parting the Red Sea. Mm. And his badass. showmanship was so fucking incredible. And mm. I saw Holland Oates, I saw Lord, Allison Chains, mm-hmm. John Mayer. I mean, it was just a crazy, crazy lineup, but fantastic musicians that yeah. I, I was not that big of a fan of. Mm. Going in, and then I left a major. Like if you don't like, if you don't like John yeah. Mayer because of his ballads, and, and you just think he's a little too much, too rom com for you, go to a concert and watch him play the guitar. Dude, he plays like Hendrix. He's it'll, a blues player. It'll change your player. mindset. Oh, yeah. on I lost my mind. He's nasty. This it was he's insane. So insane. Yeah. It, he also it, gets super it's crazy. fucked up and lives his life. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He the first time I saw him, he was playing. He was playing this guitar like a like a piano. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh like my gravity God. or something. Yeah, it was awesome. But uh, that's why I liked um, um, Midtown is because I could see those people like like um, Bob Dylan that I wouldn't have gone out and seen before. But exactly. then you get to that. That's part yeah. of history. I mean, Bob Dylan. It, he might as well be one of the Beatles. Like absolutely oh, insane yeah. writer. You know, just one of the best ever. So and then I you know walk across. You know, four hundred yards, and then I go see Goody Mob and and an uh, Outcast. Yeah, and it's like, so get cool. out of here. Outcast is they're some of the most musical people. Yeah, first album I ever Legendary. owned was uh, Speaker Box and the Love oh, Below. That God. was the first album oh, yeah. I ever got. Did you ever go to the original Ozfest? I did. Oh. That, that's when I. That was when did I was. You? No, that was when I, I was working. I, I actually met. Um, um, What's her face? Uh, I went for the last day one time. Awesome when everything one? Sharon. Sharon. I met. I, yeah, I met her <laughs> the, when I was on Winston Cup. Uh, Camel did the whole thing for uh, Lakewood at the time, mm-hmm. and so I could and I saw. I don't know. It had to have been thirty concerts that summer, two thousand and one, and two thousand and two. So they had this Cosba Lounge or whatever, and I got to walk in the back and just and just come in and watch the shows. And Sharon Osbourne was in there smoking a hookah. 
at the Cos at the Camel Cosball Lounge, and I sat down, talked to her for five minutes, and then Dang. I went. And watched. Oz and that was like my hero, and that, that was the Oz and you know that's her baby. Like she owns more of that. Yeah. Than, like that's her thing. Yeah. She did all that. Oh, okay. So her yeah. dad. Her She's dad, the business person. Not yeah. Her. her dad was. Um. They called him the bulldog, but his uh his name's Don Arden, and he was in charge of the uh one of the biggest record labels in uh England, mm. and his protege was Peter Grant. Peter Grant was the manager for Led Zeppelin. Mm. So they, she comes from a dynasty of just absolute yeah, you tycoons. Could, you could do like doc, there's right. there's a documentary I think about her. I think out there about her. Uh, but it's like she was the promoter. She was the manager. She was the, the oh, negotiator. Yeah. She didn't take shit. And yeah. If it wasn't for her, Ozzy wouldn't be Ozzy. No, 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 no. Yeah. Or Black Sabbath wouldn't be Black Sabbath. He, well, he, he's one of the rare stories because, I mean, Mick Jagger left the Stones and tried to do the solo career, and it just didn't work. Mm. But Ozzy became bigger than Sabbath as yeah. soon as he left. Because band, of her, though. Because of her. Because she left with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if it, if it wasn't for her... It would have never been what it is. I mean, crazy. Zach Wilde is an even cooler example of that because Zach Wilde left Black Sabbath and fucked the game up with everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His shit. He is one of the Black most Label impressive. Society. Black Label Society, and then whatever um, was after that, they did. Um, what is it called after that? Look it up for me, Tristan. I keep wanting to say Damage Plan. Must be really good. Bag Daryl's last. He did, he did thing. one called uh, Zach Sabbath too, I think. Which dude, was like, oh, his shit was like ridiculous. Don't worry, his shit is ridiculous. It's oh, just got such a signature sound that mm. like and not that a pinch singer. Is, oh, yeah. oh, and not a singer. The pinch yeah, those squills, yeah, those yeah. seven twelve fret squills. That shit is crazy. Oh yeah, dude, he's so talented. He's one of the best. My my dad's uh, old bus driver actually used to drive him full time mm. and would tell me all these stories of Zach because he's, I mean, he's just a big teddy bear, mm-hmm. you know. But the guy's built like a fucking Viking. Yes, he. <laughs> I, went, I went to the Thrashers game one time when I was in like fourth grade. Uh-huh. Zach Wilde played the uh, national anthem oh, on his man. guitar and walked out there slamming what? beer. And I swear I watched this dude play the national anthem and just fucking play his guitar for like 12 minutes. Dude. Like, his shit is 12 minutes. Like the over and under on the Super Bowl is like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's always like 156 or yeah, 203, yeah. depending on who it is. I would go back and You know, there's an over under on, the, on that, right? Oh, it's such a strict schedule. You can bet any of those. No, I'm talking about the over under bet. Oh, the bet. Oh, yeah. Uh, on yeah, the Super yeah, Bowl, yeah. there's always an over under on how long the, the national, uh, anthem? national anthem goes. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, with some, you know, with Christina Aguilera, I think it was over two minutes, but then some people, it's under two, under two minutes. And, you, you know, you bet the over and under. I do it every year. What yeah. was what was the one? I think it was NBA, but it was Fergie doing it. Yeah, it was, and it it was, was the All Star game. It was oh, last year's All Star game. God, it was awful. I, I don't know like a ton about gambling and stuff like that, but what what's it called when you have like that uh, like a like a random side bet prop bet prop bet? Mm, that's what that's what that is though. Oh, okay. The, Didn't they have that uh, for the last Super Bowl? Uh, some guy like. Basically, got some dude to run naked on the streak. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. put he made that the prop bet. But yeah, he that just was made out. That wasn't last year. That was this year. Right? That, was that was this year. That was this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. they didn't pay him out. They they what he did was bet on himself to do that. And what they were saying, we were reading some stuff about that a couple of weeks ago. Actually, they wouldn't take a bet at the amount that he said he placed that bet at because of the unlikelihood of the odds. So they said he put like $25,000 so on a 500 to one bet. Yeah. Oh, like $5 million. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. and they, they wouldn't yeah. cash in on that bet because it was... Yeah. The national anthem bet is, is, is... That's a prop bet, too. All <laughs> yeah. those are prop bets. It's just, just yeah. you know, ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, uh, do y'all watch golf at all? Yeah. You know, Roy, Roy McElroy? Mm-hmm. His dad 
bet when he was like, was it 16, 16 or 17? Or 15, yeah. 15 or 16, his dad said he would win a major in the next five years and bet, I don't know. $106,000. He, he bet. No, he didn't bet that much. He won that much. He, no, it was like two hundred to one or whatever, right? Oh no, he that's bet, like he uh, bet, no matter what he what you can pull it, you can pull it up and see. It, it he put money on his son to win a major, and he it would have he had to win it like by his twenty two or something. Who's, who's that dude? Dustin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that guy because apparently he he can just rip it when it comes to uh, with with his driver mm-hmm. and people take bets because I think he averages like three hundred yards. No, he averaged more than that. Like, that, that, Three forty, yeah, yeah, more, yeah, a lot, lot more. They he's just, a very they, tall. He's a very long. And the, guy. Like and the clubs, that, the clubs that they have, uh, yeah, wins over one hundred seventy-one thousand. Yeah. You know his his father-in-law's Wayne Gretzky. So you know those kids are just going to be yeah. powerhouses. With really? Whatever they I do forgot with about a stick. That. Yeah. yeah. The, if they pick, literally Happy Gilmore, like if they pick up a golf club or a hockey stick, like they're going to be the best of the best. Yeah, yeah. You know, your granddad's <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So cool. So, uh, how can we find you on social? Yeah, dude. Uh, anything Tristan Trent Pale Moon Creek, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, we're on it. Uh, should have the website coming up in a few months. Uh, be by the same name, Tristan Trent Pale Moon Creek. Dot uh, com. Yeah, dot com, man. So, yeah, we're committing to getting at least a out probably like five to six songs done throughout the year. So cool. So. How many do you have done right now, originals? We just got them demoed. We got about five ready to go. Nice. Just Where are they out there? Studio time, man. No, they're not out there yet. We're we're doing um uh like I said, little demos and everything. But I'm trying to go into Nashville, uh, in one of mm. one of the uh, the studios out there, uh, Sound Emporium or one of them, mm-hmm. Blackbird. It it all depends, and uh, just try and hash it out and get it out. Well, they um the um we we heard a couple of covers um. Painted black. Yeah, heard y'all do that yeah. one. That's incredible, man. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, the Sturgill cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I'm glad you're a you're a Saban fan because that's my favorite band. I mean, I'm I'm a '90s kid, so yeah, that was so Pearl Jam and 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 Saban. Those are yeah. they're tied for one for me. So yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have you get your your band together and play me some. Sublime. Oh, dude, we love Saban. Oh, we I, I was Sublime. I'll. Uh, I'll pay you for it. How about that? Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was um, I was with Eric Wilson, the bass player, a couple of months back, or I, I'm sorry, not a couple of months, like a year or so ago. And uh, when I first moved out there, Cheese, his manager, mm. looked at me and was like, "Hey, they're having a uh, they're having a Halloween party at Eric's place, just outside of San Diego. Beautiful avocado ranch." So I show up by myself, and the only person I knew there was Carlos, the drummer for Sublime. Mm-hmm. So we started talking, going back and forth. Well, it says Halloween party. No one's dressed up except Eric. Eric's wearing like this big pink bunny outfit, and the guy's like <laughs> six foot two. So it just he's standing out like Creepy. Fido's ass. <laughs> and but it was it was such a weird experience. But one of the one of the funnier things that happened, like you know, I'm I'm not a shy person, but I was trying to you know feel my way out. I didn't know any of these people. This one guy comes up and he's got like a thick New Jersey accent. He's like, "Hey, he's like, I I hear your 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 voice. You you from the south?" I said, "Yeah, I'm from Georgia." He goes, "I've got some moonshine. You want to try some moonshine?" I was like, "Yeah, man." Making friends, so we go outside and him and a couple other people. It's always are good there. I like how he yeah. diagnoses your Tell liver you. by fucking yeah. your accent. Yeah, this guy can handle it. So he, <laughs> they start. This they guy's start, been to West Virginia. They start passing around moonshine, and then someone is it goes, real? Oh, it's real. Okay. And they go slap the bag, and I'm like, slap the bag. I'm like, no. 
you know, that's that's a box wine thing. You know, mm-hmm. when you're drinking box wine, you slap the bag. And I'm like, what bag? You know, we're drinking out of a mason jar. The guy lifts up his shirt. He's got a colonoscopy bag. And they said, slap it. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Thanks, though. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I, I just go, I go around to uh, to yeah. people that will go, um, yeah, you want you want to try some moonshine? And I'm like, sure, hell yeah. I mean, I was on I was, I worked for RJ Reynolds for two years and traveled NASCAR, so that is the the first of moonshine. Yeah, and everybody oh, yeah. brags on the moonshine, and it is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your That's fucking how NASCAR got started, fire, right? So, so when people, especially out of state, was like, you want some moonshine? I'll I'll taste it. Like, yeah, that's not real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's wine cooler, man. Get that out of here. <laughs> it's wine cooler. Yeah, well, you know, on the inside, Jay's dying. He's burning all the way down. <laughs> nah, I would, I would, I would say, I would, I would, I would give respect to good moonshine for His sure. His insides are ninety. He's coffee. What I, what I think's awesome is, is those old dudes in, in the infield at all those races that would be drinking that shit hot. Oh, you know what I mean? Like I want that shit, I, like freezer cold. Mm. But those old dudes just turning up, and it's you know it's. Blazing in the end, so there ain't no trees there. You know, it's blazing. They got just sitting there. I'm no I'm no I'm no aficionado when it comes to to moonshine. But there was a there was a guy named Popcorn Sutton, and he was based I think in the hills of West Virginia, and he was notorious. He died a couple of years back, but was he made the best moonshine? And if you could get some original popcorn, that is, it will light you up. Mm. I mean, North, North Georgia up near Athens, like. uh I was playing. I was playing a lot up there last year, and like we did this thing called uh, another band I was playing with. We did this party called uh, Middle of Nowhere Farm Party, mm. and this guy up there, he just puts on like, like he literally has this huge thing of land, piece of land, and he just puts on this massive party, and like people camp out there, you know, they bring their RVs and stuff like that, and he's got this huge barn with a badass. So a lot like a NASCAR race. Yeah, yeah. So like. Like these, like the moonshine that was going around up there is just ridiculous. It's good stuff. Mm. Like it's dangerous, you know, cause like it's smooth mm. and it doesn't burn and you're instantly fucked up. Like <laughs> it's dangerous. It can be dangerous. I hear sure. you don't get a hangover off of it, but that's bullshit for me. Nah, I, I, I think, still I, I think that has to do with the person. Yeah. Yeah. Then that has to, and your age. Yeah. Age is a, age is, you know, the king of non hangovers. Yeah. I'm 21. I didn't get hangover. Yeah. Now I get two days. 20, 20, <laughs> yeah, it, it, 21 was when the, you know, my 21st birthday, I basically probably had alcohol poisoning. I'm not really sure. But like, <laughs> I did the Athens that was, crawl. That kicked it in. You know, the Athens crawl, it's completely illegal, but they still do it, right? Mm-hmm. They, they made it against the, the law some time ago. And you get a shot for free. Every bar gives you a shot on your 21st birthday. Oh, God. So the Athens Crawls, <laughs> how many bars can you make it to? Because there's like 200 bars or something like that, right? In the four it's block It's like area. 80. Yeah. It's all, I mean, it's insane. Yeah. You can't um, drink as much as no. the... So you... You won't no. make it off front no, street. No, 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 no. Most people make it eight or nine bars. And the reason is because they drink when they're there too. And other people want to buy you buy you drinks. But I just remember like a, uh, a, a, like a, um, a, a Top Gun, Tom Cruise moment. Because... I was at the end. And my birthday's in June, so there's not pa- these bars aren't crazy packed. It's yeah. not like in November, but there's still people there. It's still a city in itself, right? Yeah. But it's not a lot. And I remember my friend at the time, which went to school there, was you know talking to a chick at the end of the bar. And it was this long bar, right? And they had in Athens, they just have those huge fifty gallon trash cans at the end of the bars. That's you know that's all they have. And I took a shot. And I went, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and my friend, without without 
like even skipping a beat with this chick he was talking to, kicked his leg against that that trash can, and it slid all the way down to me, and I just threw up in. Oh and my it was like, god! And he just kept talking to her. I was like, that's rad, just, dude. Smooth. That's yeah. risky business. No, yeah. I'm telling you, it's like it's like when you you light the, you light the cigarette to match yeah. the thing. But he did it with a trash can and me throwing up. That's and awesome. just didn't even skip a beat. I was like, the next day I was like. Do you know what you did? <laughs> he goes, no. Nah. I go, you kicked it, and it was like perfect. Like it was like a Tom Cruise type fucking bartender thing, and you just didn't even you didn't even check on see how it was because you talked to this chick, <laughs> you know. But I was fine because I threw up, and I was like, give me another drink, you know. That's but rad. It, yeah, it was uh, it was it was something else. That's awesome, man. Yeah, look, guys, it was great having you. Uh, I can't wait to watch y'all. Dude, live. thanks. Thank y'all for having us. Man. Yeah, we're it's gonna been uh, a blast. Yeah, we're gonna. It's been cool. We're gonna be the one doing one of your first interviews, and then. You know, you got to give us some backstage passes. Oh, you got it, man. Dude, yeah. 100%. You and, got uh, it. I'll bring some moonshine. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. Thanks, so much. Thanks guys. Thank you. You guys be kind to each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have a good one.